When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Only Stupid Answers. My name is Sam Basher and as always, my uh, lovely co-host joining me today, Mr. DJ Wooldridge. How are you doing? That's me. I'm DJ Wooldridge. Welcome. How, how many times are you introduced as lovely? Um, you, you'd surprise you, probably. It surprises well, me when I think about it. Well, you are lovely. Thank and you. I feel like usually uh, the female hosts get lovely as an intro and I wouldn't mind it when I got introed on shows. I got lovely more often, but guess what? Our audience is lovely, and I appreciate you guys joining us here today for another episode of Only Stupid Answers, but gang, you better buckle up right now. One, not enough people buckle up when they go driving, but also- You gotta do it, and wash your hands, and wear a mask. Okay, there's a lot to do right now, and you guys are falling behind, but not our audience. They're the best boys and girls out there, and also one of the best boys and girls out there is Miss Roxy Stryer, our old co-host from Super TV Showdown over at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. She's been doing daily shows called Live at the Roxy over on youtube.com slash Roxy Stryer, and because of all the big news this week in superhero uh, news uh, in regards to Batwoman recasting uh, Ruby Rose, she's leaving the show, as well as Zack Snyder's Justice League coming to HBO Max in 2021. We needed to get the gang back together one more time so uh to make it as lucrative and economic coal as possible we decided to do a little crossover at live at the roxy that's right guys we are doing a super duper special crossover episode today so the the impetus for this crossover event our crisis on infinite crossovers of whatever again i still don't know what we're calling this is that we had an amazing week for nerdy stuff superhero news was off the chain we have not done a super tv showdown since the end of arrow so we wanted to make sure we were with you guys to talk about of course ruby rose and the snyder cut and all that great stuff which we will get to but something my amazing friends over at only stupid answers do to start their show usually is talk about what we're into this week so sam what you into? Look alive. All right. God no. damn it. That damn. intro. Wait, you wanted to go first? No, that intro was just so much better than what we normally do on our show. It, it was real tight. Yeah, yeah it was, it was really good. tight. I like to keep it toy. Yeah. Like a toy girl. What movie is that? Toy. Toy, like a toy that's for the know. patrons to find out yeah, that's, yes, if I don't know. No. Yeah. Uh, but to kick it off I have been working on some projects of my own to kind of help pass the time but I've been oh I'll talk about this I finished and started sorry other way around I started and then finished uh, wow, it'd be crazy if you finished and then started you gotta yeah. watch the end it's like reading the last page of the book to see if you want to read it by the way those people are the worst yeah. I uh, am one of those psychopaths what? that is me I am she that's it awful. Crazy. It, I hate it about myself. I don't want to be that person, Sam. <laughs> it's it sounds a, like an addiction. It's an illness, and you can't make fun of my people for it. Uh, I don't know what the illness is called, but I'll get back to you. We'll find it. Unless the patrons will look it up on Google. Yeah. We'll leave mm-hmm. it up to the people to decide if I can judge you or not. But I did check out Veep. It's the Julia Louis-Dreyfus uh, comedy series of her as the VP, first female VP of the United States. And just her entire journey through, through her political career over six, seven seasons? Six, seven, seven seasons? Seven. Something oh, like that. Nice. They're 20-minute episodes, and they uh, are only like 10 
eight or 10 episodes a season. So they're really short. It was very easy to get through based on my binging habits when it comes to new TV shows that I find. It blows my mind that you watch the entirety of a a series and you're like, oh, you know, seven, however many seasons there were. Yeah, but also a very important question, Sam, while you were watching, did you cheat? No, no, Sam never cheats. Hashtag Sam never cheats. Sam yeats, if anything. Sam Sam yeats. By the way, with us doing some gaming content, actually, that's another thing I'm into, twitch.tv slash only stupid answers. We've been doing some game content on Fridays, and uh, a couple, uh, some bad apples, as it were, in the (laughs) chat have been saying uh, a certain banned hashtag. I could actually put that on the banned list, hashtag Sam cheats if I wanted to. Oh, Ulysses Campbell. I appreciate that. you guys. Thanks I see Maggie Whitmer. I see a lot of see a lot of bad apples in the chat right now. Uh, uh, it's rather Sam disappointing. Ooh, that one hurts. That one hurts. That's it not might be true, but anymore. that hurts. Wait, so I have a question for you about this Veep binge of yours because I've tried. Um, I know that Veep is one of the most talked about and praised comedies of our time. I watched the first few episodes and feel like i didn't get it not that i didn't understand what was happening but i was like i'm not laughing and that's a bummer so i don't know that i want to stay with this is it does it get better or maybe it's just not my sense of humor i think it gets better because the way they the, the i don't remember in the first season necessarily if that's when they kick off her presidential race um but when they start kicking that off it becomes really interesting what it takes to because being a vp they talk about it on the show is like it's kind of like a neutered position where you can't really do anything you're just like the the one who takes the brunt of a lot of what the president does which mm-hmm. sucks um and so when they get into her running for office it's very interesting and also they get into a lot of the aspects of the constitution that you wouldn't know in terms of what happens in special elections like what happened like when it gets like crazy like th- like crazy scenarios you talk about with your friends when you're high or you're drunk you're like what happens if we did this and then they start talking about it. they explore it on the show uh and the more they explore it it's more of watching all the scary parts about politics but also the most ridiculous parts of like w- it gets to points where you're like how do they actually make anything happen? Mm-hmm. Like for real, like how did, how do they change anything for the better or for the worse? I don't know how they do either because it just seems just impossible to do anything. Do whatsoever. they do it though? I don't know that they do. Maybe. Oh, they, they do a few good things and then sometimes they just roll it right back. Also, you're able to see very easily how dum-dums and bad people get ahead in politics so easily. They do it just deftly. It's just mm-hmm. like all of a sudden you realize, oh my God, that's a congressman now. Mm-hmm. Like how they do, how they, how this monster just become a congressman. It's like, cause that's our world, baby. Mm-hmm. Not to get into politics. Baby. Hey, we're talking about fun Batwoman and Snyder Cut things. Oh, yes. Yeah, so fun. But, DJ, have so you fun. seen Veep at all? Or no, I haven't. Been? My wife started watching it, and then I don't know what happened. Uh, we didn't get there. I might go back and revisit it. I know Minnie and Emmy, Emmy lines the wall of Julia Louis-Dreyfus and the creators of that show. Um, so I should probably check it out at some point. What I checked out this week um a new uh something borrowed something blue no uh something new and something old uh the new thing um i i've got i regret to admit that i've been watching not that i've been watching banshee i've been enjoying banshee on amazon prime it's been streaming on amazon prime but i guess it's not 
anymore and i can't find out why so i was like two episodes away from the season three finale and then i it's just not on prime and i was all ready to like sit down and have my dinner and it wasn't there i'm like okay what am i gonna watch and so i landed on um uh hulu uh, fx on hulu i watched the first episode of dave the new everyone's telling me about this everyone is talking about this dj is it as good as the hype uh depends on your interests um i will say it was it was pretty funny for those that don't know dave follows um internet viral sensation little dicky um who is known for making uh who's known for making satirical raps about uh his penis um and it kind of (laughs) explores the idea of what it would take for somebody who's achieved viral fame to become an actual uh selling artist and it is it is funny um and it is charming but there's this level of like i it requires you to care about the struggles of an upper middle class white man who wants to rap and i don't and i don't know if the if the show did a good enough job to make me want to care about like i a you a YouTube celebrity wanting to become a real satirical rapper, I guess. I don't know. Uh so I don't think it's for me per se. It's also a little bit of bummer. Not I, I don't know. It's like how many shows do we actually have about rap in the rap community and people trying rap? It's like Atlanta. Yes. Which is admittedly uh uh can be pretty like um uh what's the word i'm looking for like esoteric in the way that it's 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 incredible it's an incredible show i'm looking at the wrong camera i'm looking at the camera up here i should be looking at the camera right here um it's incredible but it's also like it's got a very like twin peaks uh you know uh, surreal it's it can be very surreal so it's not like a down it's not always like a down and dirty look at at the rap community and And then there's the ali g show Okay. Also with a white Mm -hmm. gentleman. Uh, And so now we have Dave and it's like, wait, so like, wait, so we have, we've got one show about becoming a rapper. And then the very next show you're like, well, what if it was a white guy though? Uh, so I don't know if it's for me. I don't think I'm going to keep watching it. I do know it's FX. It doesn't matter whether I watch it because it's FX best hitting comedy ever, apparently. Um, really? Yeah. So it's already got like a, a second Other than season. it's always stunning? I, apparently. That's the that's what the headlines have been saying. Um, and it's not it, – and it might be more up other people's um, uh, alley. It just reminded me – it's a similar um, uh, kind of like feeling I got when I was – uh other movies where it's like oh it's so hard it's like no it's not calm down um the other thing i watched which was old i revisited was uh kill bills volume one and two and i you and my dad both very much enjoy those movies and it's funny you should have watched it with him by the way you should have hit i should have hit him up i wasn't thinking um that was rude you guys could have facetimed yeah we could have facetimed it very young girlfriend and you it would have been amazing (laughs) it was probably her first time seeing it um it it was uh, yeah okay um but yeah we revisited it and it's so funny this is kind of true of all of quentin tarantino's movies but it is very true of this movie the kill bill movies it's like watching a movie made by other movies if movies gained sentience and decided to make their own movie that's what kill bills volume one and two are and i love it i'm such a big fan of of all that we sam and i when the quarantine started i pushed for uh, a video series called quarantine tarantino that our fans did not Ooh. give a shit about. Why did you like that? Come I, on, they fans. didn't. They, they, Sam, Sam was on board. The fans were not. Uh, the, the views weren't. Did not warrant us doing it. 
Uh, mm. So we stopped. But I've still been watching the movies on my own time. Are uh, you a volume one or two? Which one ranks in front of the other? I have a very hard time putting one. I think they're so dead even for me. Yeah, and they're so different. They're so yeah. different. Um, one very much uh, lives in, in the action movie realm and two has those elements that is still an action movie, but it doesn't, it doesn't, um, uh, it, it, it becomes interested in other things, uh, other, other dramatic, um, uh, efforts, but there's stuff I like in both. I like, obviously I like the, the, uh, big climactic battle with Oren Ishii, um, in one, but I also like uh, Pai Mei. Pai Mei, the, her training with Pai Mei is one of my favorite things in any movie, um, which is in volume two. Uh, what I really like, and watching a bunch of his movies back to back, I like the effort Tarantino puts into defining cultures and and not just... So it obviously follows um, The Bride in Kill Bill, played by Uma Thurman. And so she's going to be trained by this... Uh, classical chinese kung fu master which which is a big part of other genre entertainment but kind of falls into cultural appropriation and stuff like that so i like the energy the movie puts into where bill explains like uh primate hates caucasians americans specifically and women especially and and so like it really defines about like trifecta yeah yeah, he Mm -hmm. she is entering into Paime's story you know what i mean uh and the effort it takes to it it puts into orenishi um because i don't believe lucy Liu is a japanese actress so the so it takes the time to say she's mixed with chinese and how the yakuza perceive that and like it it puts a lot of energy it's the same thing with inglorious bastards where he takes a lot of time to emphasize how important you can't a bunch of Americans just just can't go sneak into Germany. They have to know German and they have to know it well enough that the Germans will pick up on the fact that they're not natural German speakers. Like that's a that's a amount of specificity and energy most genre movies just don't put into into their movies and I think it's what makes stuff as as kind of like cartoon logic as Kill Bill is cuz it the the physics of that world operate on a like evil dead uh cartoonish level the energy put into the the logistics of why people do what they do and how that world operates and how people would react to certain things i think is um j- just even little lines like in kill bill volume two when she's trying to find bill she talks to bill's mentor uh, and she points out that um like a lot of people that didn't know their dad's bill collected father figures and and i have a good relationship with my father but i've grown up with people that have had absent fathers and and that's i i found that to be very true and so like the the just little it doesn't mean anything but little observations like that really it means everything yeah it means it it tells you a lot about bill in like one line about who this person is and why he is the way he is uh, and I, I love it. I, I love all those movies. It's been really fun to go back and revisit them. Um, because it's, people will talk about, you know, Tarantino's like, especially for people of my generation, he's one of the biggest directors. And so people talk about like, what does my generation mean? Uh, yeah, I, 30 year old, 30 year old college white boys. We all love Tarantino and every, every goddamn one of us, every goddamn one of us. You couldn't say our Famously, DJ was born in 1835, but he time traveled when he was in his 20s to now. So that's what he's talking I about. I think that actually generation loves these. Aren't we kind of technically on? I, I think we're on a little bit of a borderline where maybe you guys are technically 
the generation after me and I'm tech. No, no. (laughs) You and I are both hardcore millennials. Okay. Uh, Sam is too, actually. Yeah, I'm at the very, I'm at the end, the butt of the the butt. We're in the millennial, um, and then after Sam's the Gen Zers. I do like Zoomer, by the way. I don't know who that applies to, but I I do. I think I think that's a fun one. Baby Zoomer. Yeah, I think Zoomer is fun, especially. I I don't know if Zoom Zoomer came because of what we're dealing with currently right now. Uh, okay, but it but it works. But yeah, there's been a lot of like, is Pulp Fiction his masterpiece? Is Inglorious Bastards his masterpiece? And not to be too much of a fanboy, watching those movies, it's like, I think there's an argument for each and every one of them in their own unique way because they're all kind of doing something a little bit different and they all have moments that are just like, Damn, this is why this is this is what makes movies as a medium great. I think there's a there's an old saying that like what makes a good movie is is a few great scenes and no bad scenes. Like that's yeah. the, that's the secret formula, and it's and it, it's cool. You just have watch- to be like not suck anywhere, yeah, and then also have some fire, yeah. But it, mostly don't suck anywhere, yeah, because it doesn't need to be fire the whole time. That's you're setting yeah. too high an expectation for yourself. But like, if you can get a few, couple, I think Werner Herzog is big. Like every movie, he wants to do one thing that you've never seen before in a movie. So like a couple of things like that, and then no bad scenes, and you're yeah. in the clear. And so it's cool to watch, you know, movies where somebody clearly cares about the medium that so, much. Uh, again, DJ, you should have hit up my dad because he would have done the podcast with you. Him and the his lady friend mm-hmm. have been doing an entire Tarantino binge. She's never seen any of them. Classic. But they neither of them had seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and they just oh, watched cool. it for the first time and called and said it is a top 50 movie of all time and by far and away his best. But my dad's exact line was, you know, I don't feel this Tarantino guy has lived up to his full potential yet. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Well, he's got one more to do it. If he sticks to his guns, he's got one more movie to do it. But uh I said I said, what? Yeah. Like he's not a this Tarantino guy. Like he is he is the potential. Well, so So I don't know if you know this or if you asked your dad this. Who is he comparing him to that has reached his potential? Um I don't know. Yeah. Like oh Clint Eastwood. I, I mean, think, he, uh, he does it. He's a he's done good movies. I can't. But now, now every time I think about a Clint Eastwood movie, I can't think about that stupid fake baby in American Sniper. Like my <laughs> oh, brain immediately right. like just the, zooms in on that. Go. You gotta let it go. You remember at the RNC where he talked to that empty chair? <laughs> I don't even remember what that is anymore. That's all I remember. So whenever I watch one of his movies, it just like comes blaring at me like a headlight. I'm just like, oh, remember that part? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember when he did that? And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> this Sam, uh, mm-hmm. talk to me about the decision to make this be the headlight symbol for you. Yeah, headlight. You headlight. know, I turn on like a flashlight. Wait, Roxy, before we go, when a car comes, before we get lost into that, we talked about what we're into. What have you been into this week? Yes. uh, Okay. The thing that I finished binging this week was do you guys have you heard of the Netflix show Never Have I Ever? No. It's a show that is based off of Mindy Kaling's life. Okay. Um, And I don't know to what extent, but like in the first 30 seconds of the episode, so this is not a spoiler, you find out that there's is a young Indian American girl. I think she's probably around 15. She's in high school. And in this, she loses her dad and she ends up, I, this is a real thing. I don't remember what it's called, like psycho something, but she lost the ability to lose her legs because she was so traumatized by losing her dad. And she loses the ability to walk for two months. 
It is a comedy, by the way. Yeah. She loses the ability to walk for two months um, or for six months or something. And and this is all told very quickly in like images, narration. And then she gains the ability to walk again. And we start with her in high school after like experiencing all this trauma and the people like being weird around her and her weird group of friends and her liking the hot guy and all this stuff. The show is fucking awesome awesome cool. like so good um and really endearing and sweet and unlike a lot of things that i've seen recently so i binge through that really quick the episodes are half hour also so really more like 20 something don't minutes. you love it when shows do that when they're nice Thank enough gosh. to know that like come on <laughs> i don't have time for 40 you. minutes 22 episodes yeah don't be I'm- don't be a dick. I'm kind of glad we're moving away from that. There was a minute on um, FX where they were starting to experiment. Like, what if our episode was an hour and 20 minutes? No. What? Why? What are you no, doing? Why are you, that? Why are you no, doing that? No, we don't want to watch a movie. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a Kurt Sutter move. Uh, FX decided to let Kurt Sutter do whatever he wanted with Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. And then everybody saw that and was like, <laughs> Ooh, me so too. we can do that. Yeah. yeah same. Same though. And it was like his 74 minute episodes that were starting to take place and then his 92 minute episodes and he just kept going up yeah that was a tough look uh guys yes oh i saw one last thing i wanted to say i've been doing a challenge and i'm going to share it with you guys because i want to see if other people will do it with me my girlfriend and i are watching a movie for every letter of the alphabet and it has to be a movie we haven't seen so uh we did a we watched a movie that we hadn't seen that starts with an a we did a b and we just watched cinema paradiso for c and it's a foreign film that won the 1988 best foreign uh, academy award movie it's an italian film and if you're a film lover or specifically a movie goer that loves that experience watch that movie because it's Can one of the sweetest cinema paradiso and it's cinema paradiso. Cinema paradiso. Mm. And it's Italian, and it's great. And you just you uh, it, it if you are a lover of uh, film, and we're gonna be talking about films today. It, it that movie is for you. Highly recommend it. Also, they're nice enough to make the movie an hour and twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. That's easy. That is easy sweet going. of them. That you was guys- nice of them. Let us know what you're watching at home this week. What did you binge? What did you finish? Which movie, TV show, comic book? What are you reading? All that great stuff. Albums you're listening to. A lot of musicians are dropping music during this time. I saw Ariana Grande and Lady Gaga just uh, dropped a song together. I should have watched that. I should have watched that because it's the video directed by Robert Rodriguez. Whoa, that's yeah. cool. It's rain on me, I mm-hmm. believe. I most of that, most of what I saw for that was um, talk about how the filter on Instagram does not look like rain on your face. It looks like wow, a different Wow, how rude. Mm-hmm. Or intentional, I also to say. This week I learned, DJ, that on Instagram it's called a filter and on Snapchat it's called a lens. Oh. I'm hip. Right. I'm with it. I'm cool. I, I like get learning. It. Uh, we all like learning. like learning. too. And you know who I like learning from? You guys at home. Uh, you are the absolute best. You're the the rock stars and the well. Are they the boy people? What are they called for you? Guys? There is a. They are the boy people. I believe. Wait, are the moist ears? What did we settle on? Oh, they're the moist little ears. Our yeah. mythology has evolved. Our myth- mythology has evolved since and we maybe abandoned. Maybe abandoned. Rock moist ears. Rock rock star moisty ear peoples. Mm-hmm, that's where we nailed it. Uh, it rolls get off the tongue. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> totally, just right out. The moist uh, roxies. Stars, moist rock stars, the moist rock stars. Oh, the moist roxies is a tough one. It was it was too specific. I said it, and then I was like, mm, nope. <laughs> Nobody wants a moist roxy. Mm, 
I wish I didn't say that either. Uh, sorry, what I, I apologize. To say was, I'm going to look at you guys in the super chat and then also in the Streamlabs and also over on your guys' Discord, right? By the way, how do they get to your guys? How do they support? How do they get to Discord? How do they ask questions through Only Stupid Answers? Easy peasy. Go to patreon.com slash only stupid answers. Right now, we've set all of our stuff to $5. So if you would, uh, video content, live streams, uh, bonus shows that are on the on the uh, Patreon, you can get them all right now for 5 bucks uh, and join us because we're doing a lot of fun stuff over there and we, you guys don't want you to miss out. But automatically, when you sign up, you join our Discord. So you can send questions, talk with other nerds, share your ideas. I've made so a patreon.com slash only stupid answers. The $5 tier is how they can do it. Absolutely. What did you, what did you make a new you did a new what, Sam? I made a new channel where we talk about our favorite food shows, and I wanted to give a shout out to Chopped because that show will get you through any hardship in your life. Now, now on the flip side, for people that yeah. are listening to this as the Only Stupid Answers podcast, Roxy, where can people find and support you? Ooh, ooh, good one. Also, my Patreon, patreon.com slash Roxy Stryer, and also in my Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. And for the people who are in here right now, Glenn Caesar is talking to us. He says, in honor of Larry Lease, because he's late, hit that thumbs up button, people. Larry always gets the first Streamlabs uh, super chat of the day, but he is not here. So thank you, Glenn, for filling those shoes. I know. <gasps> the pain, the horror. How dare somebody miss the first few minutes of the stream. Hope they're okay. <laughs> um, wow. Way to make me feel bad. You don't think he's okay? It's hard to say. We don't know. He's not here. He can't tell us. I just want people to like me. Guys, I feel like I do know. Uh, Speaking of the boy people, Danny boy. (laughs) Remember when Roxy and Sam promised a rap battle? I remember. I remember that. Speaking of little Dicky. Who who chickened out on that? Be honest. Uh, I think it was... If I remember it was Sam. correctly, it was Sam I just—I mean, I would—I would hate to speak poorly of a friend, but I, it just seems like Roxy was the one who had doubts. Listen about it, and I—and I wanted to respect that. Yeah, listen, I have no—I have no uh, skin in this particular game. What I will say is that one of these people uh, raps on her own, unprompted, pretty regularly. That's very true. Yeah, I just—that's I, I, all I'm going to point out, and then it's, I'll slowly back away. It's rude that one of us is a chicken and the other is a fox. Could you imagine that in the Back to the Future franchise, Marty McFly gets in multiple physical altercations because someone calls him a chicken. Yes. And he loses his absolute mind. A man who has traversed time as if it were a skateboard ramp. <laughs> yeah. and he does, And someone calls him a chicken. At the it is time a very where, rude insult, Sam. It's uh, mean. I also got to say, I've heard worse. Sam, at me. Now that you're now that you're bringing that up, it's also weird that they only introduced that in the second movie. <laughs> it doesn't come yeah. up at all in the first movie. Nobody it's calls great. anyone a chicken then. Yeah, maybe there were no chickens then. Chicken Sam, Catherine, you're on to something. Catherine, shush, <laughs> Catherine, shush, bok bok. Is that the sound of chicken? Meat? Wait, wait. Could we do like a um, like a pay per view uh, for your guys' rap battle? Oh yeah, sure, sure. What was the Jake Paul and uh, the Jake Lo- Paul fight? That was like oh, was it Logan God. Paul or Jake Paul? Oh, who Logan cares? Paul. Logan Paul was the main one, but Jake did. Oh, uh, an Jake undercard. Did yeah. Ooh, interesting. Uh, that made so much money. It made me feel very sick inside. <laughs> Let's get (laughs) to some of these questions coming in from your guys' Discord and my Patreon. Um, I'm going to start with a Patreon question coming in from Robert McNeil. I told them to make sure that they got super nerdy with us 
because I know that we're going to be talking about nerd stuff today. Robert McNeil said, Cesar Romero, Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, Jared Leto, Joaquin Phoenix are all in a large building as their various Jokers with Mark Hamill's Joker in charge of the event. Mm-hmm. Who is having tea with Roxy's Harley Quinn and Mark Hamill's Joker? Only one seat left. Describe the event. Then Harley, please ask the winner what they want in their tea. Wow. I mean, this is the most aggressive pitch I've uh, ever uh-huh. heard. Can you text it? <laughs> Sorry, it's a lot. I don't know. I what, think wait, we're going to having I tea. I think we're going to just have to I think we're just going to have to make our own an- question and answer it ourselves. Yeah, I which, think if the question is if I understand it correctly is who's having tea with you Roxy and Mark Hamill. And I think the I, answer would be the one that would probably be the most entertaining if it's entertaining, it would have to be like Jack Nicholson's Joker. Jack I, Nicholson or Cesar Romero. Cesar Romero, he's the least likely to kill you. Kill you, yeah. yeah. So if I'm having tea, for sure, Cesar Romero or Jack Nicholson. Um, I don't want to have tea with Heath Ledger, Jared Leto, or Joaquin Phoenix. Um, and then ask Harley the what the winner wants in their tea. What do you think they, how do they take their tea? Uh, that requires a level of knowledge oh, about tea that I do not have. I'd I'm just going to drink my tea. Put, they, it's like Irish. I would assume that they put some sort of alcohol in it because this is a joker. But I would say Cesar Romero as well, because he's the hottest. Yeah, he's, he's got that mustache. With the abs. Mm. Are, you, are we insane? Can it's Cesar Romero. He's got a mustache <laughs> that he painted over. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a, a Discord from you guys uh, before we get into some of the main topics. We'll go back. And well, all our stuff, all our stuff is more directly. I think this will be our segue into the main thing. If oh, you don't cool, mind. cool, great, 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 um, great. Love so, that. so what kind of spawned this? You know, uh, we've been looking to do like a Super TV reunion for a while. And with the Super TV-related stuff, that's kind of what prompted this conversation, specifically Ruby Rose dropping out of uh, Batwoman. Um, and then the Snyder Cut, defying all being the odds, of being yeah. released sometime in 2021. It's being released in 2021. People are like, it's going to drop with HBO X. No, it's not. It's coming in 2021. 2021, after they spend $30 million to make it. Sure. And you... Apparently, no reshoots. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, here, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. New reshoots. But yes, um, yes. so let's start with Batwoman because that happened first. Okay. Um, we've got this question from STS2884. Did Ruby Rose effectively end her career? Will casting directors avoid casting her if they think she's flaky? Roxy, I throw this to you. Uh, this, is a, this is a good question. I've heard a lot of people ask about this. I don't think this makes her look flaky. I think it makes her look very specific with the roles that she would want to take. And I think that she clearly you don't want to cast her in one of these roles because she clearly doesn't want to do it. Yeah, She doesn't want to be on set for 14 hour days, seven days a week. She doesn't want that. So if you are a casting director who's looking to cast her in that role, will you no longer cast her? Probably. Was she fine on something like an orange is the new black? And could you cast her in something like that? Or Probably again, uh, the Meg or, uh, or the, the, or the or Meg. John week Two. John wick Two. Yes. Uh, you know, I actually got the pleasure of talking to Ruby Rose at the Meg Junket. Nice. Um, so great call, DJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually enjoyed that movie more than most. It was but fine. She 
she seemed lovely. She yeah. was joking around and seemed great and was happy about that movie and the set experience. Um, so I think that this shouldn't make people avoid casting her in general, but maybe not in a role where she has to be very physical or there's incredibly long hours. So I, I wanted, um, Roxanne, I was curious your thoughts on, because when we were doing the show, um, you had thoughts about whether this was the right role for Ruby Rose at all, you know, whether it kind of like devalued her star power while also maybe not being the best actress on that particular show. So I kind of wanted your, your thoughts on like, is this good for Batwoman that she's, is this actually, I think a better question, is this good for Batwoman and good for Ruby Rose? Is this just like a mutually beneficial, we're both moving on and doing other things? I think taking out their names. So if you take out the name Batwoman and you take out the name Ruby Rose, anytime a set and an actor are not happy being there, like a crew doesn't like working with the actor because of some reason, or the actor doesn't want to be on set, you don't want them there Mm -hmm. because it just causes bad energy. And for whatever reason, which I think even more information will come out in the following years of what was going on on set. But for whatever reason, it does seem clear to me that Ruby Rose did not want to be there. And when you have a lead carrying your show who does not want to be there, it makes everything feel longer and like it sucks. So regardless of who this is or what the set is, I always think you you never want to force somebody to be somewhere they don't want to be because it just makes the entire experience miserable. Yes, I agree. And also just like, I know you, you, you'd have to have an idea of what you're signing up for when it comes to like a a CW show like this, it would have been, you would have been briefed by your agent and everything like, and your friends, it would be, it wouldn't be an easy decision to make. But at the same time, it's like, it's hard to imagine even talking with other stars of CW DC shows, her show requires it all to basically be shot at nighttime. You know, like even with the crazy hour, she might have some semblance of a nightlife. Maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe. But uh, with the hours that are required to make a Batman show, you're going to basically be throwing away your entire week. Every like each week for what is it like nine months of shooting? Something like that. It's crazy. The the amount of hours and, and full days that are completely dedicated to this. So yeah, if you don't, if you don't have someone who is fully, on board with that or can adjust to it then yeah it's gonna suck also there's just so much stuff that's already come out about the show uh that hasn't been positive you know what i mean like when it comes to like the pa that was paralyzed because of the show and she was almost paralyzed because of an injury on set like i would be i'll be honest i'd be discouraged (laughs) right right well i Uh, think it it was go ahead I, i also wonder if it's something you know like with our other shows a lot of times this was their big break. I think the the biggest difference would be somebody like Melissa Benoist who was already kind of making headway into film, but but With super cool. Yeah, and, and stuff like that. Um, but this was a very much an opportunity. Like Ruby Rose was already a celebrity. So maybe there was a feeling of like, I don't need to stick around here for my career to work. I just wanted to be Batwoman. And now I don't like doing this, so I'm gonna bail because I still have I can still show up in the Meg too. Unless she died. Did she get eaten in the Meg? I don't remember. I don't don't remember remember either. It's strange to think though that because I'm under the assumption that they allowed her to leave. Because if CW was not, if Warner Brothers was not, if DC was not what whoever makes the final decision was not letting her leave she would not have been able to leave because we've heard from Stephen amell time and time again that he was in a airtight contract that he obviously willingly signed but for seven years if they wanted him back 
he was back because mm-hmm. there was no say. So I would ha- I would have a really hard time believing that they signed her to a one year contract. Yeah. I don't think there's any world in which that took place. So she clearly wanted to go, but they also had to say, yeah, that's fine with us. Yeah, yeah no and worries. It, one of the I don't know it wasn't um, Berlanti. It was one. It was one of the other like. Um, heads that kind of like shepherds all these shows was kind of talking like you know this is actually a really good creative maybe it was one of those this is a really great creative opportunity to figure out uh, you know this new actress and stuff like that so it it sounds kind of like like yeah this is probably for the best for everybody involved it's it's an amicable breakup which is nice you know i i I kind of appreciate it being that way instead of like maybe rumors are going to come out because people are going to speculate and everything like hey like what we're doing but uh Mm -hmm. at the same time it's like it is nice to hear that like yeah if it wasn't working then it wasn't working and you can move on and there's already a lot of actresses that have shown interest and there's some that like fans have already thrown their you know hat in the ring for them for possible replacements for ruby rose right uh that's true i think the body wasn't even cold yet before people were like (laughs) yeah no worries uh here people couple other questions about this. Weston Ira in the Streamlabs said, remember when an assortment of morons said Captain Marvel needed to smile more? Same irrational notion here since Ruby picked up the cowl. She gives me strong Keanu vibes. Glad she's gone, though, if she's not fully committed. But will the buzz help the show? What do you guys think about that? Is this going to actually be a good thing for Batwoman and give it kind of a, a second life? Uh, I, you know what, I think it it could only, it's going to create at least some buzz that could be positive if, cause I know that they are looking for, uh, someone, an actor who is also in the LGBTQ community, uh, to take up the role as well. And I think that's, that's pretty cool. So I think the, whoever they pick, it will be pretty positive buzz. And also since it, like we said, it's an, it looks like an amicable, break, amicable breakup. It looks like it, it will be a pretty smooth transition just depending. And uh, I kind of like when Supergirl made its transition over to the CW from CBS. I feel like this could be a nice rejuvenation for the show. Maybe the retooling where they want to go with the, I know they announced during the finale that we now know what Bruce Wayne looks like without him joining the show, which is cool. It's kind of like adding Superman to season two of uh, Supergirl for a couple episodes. Immediately you were like, Oh, whoa, this is super cool. Like it, it got me more interested in the show and it might also become more enticing for new audiences or audiences that were on the fence. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I, I, so it was, uh, Roxy, you're right. It was, um, Guggenheim. Uh, Guggenheim, who was talking about um, Batwoman, and he even said that like this will probably do well for the show because people will check in just to see how we handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with the reveal of uh, Roxy, were you watching? Were you keeping up with Batwoman? I was until I wasn't. Yeah. I will. I will finish it. But that was the one actually when we finished Only Stupid Answers, Super TV Showdown, that I continued watching. Um, but I think I'm probably like four episodes behind. Um, well, so the the Spoiler, sorry. Uh, the uh, character of Hush had facial. Yeah, no, I know about all. Yeah. I know, I know about Hush. I yeah, know yeah. About Hush. and and so he is now uh, supposed to look like Bruce Wayne, and that actor is Warren Christie. So they've effectively casted Bruce Wayne, and now with this new yeah. actress, um, I think Sam making the comparison comparison to um, Supergirl changing networks. Uh, I think at least those first few episodes, that there will be. I mean, we might even check back in just to see, like, wow, well, how's it? How's it doing? It is a bummer if they. I think their best bet, what I would like to see, is that nobody acknowledges it. We just move on. 
this lady's Batwoman now. We're just moving on. But if they wanted to like lampshade it, they had the perfect opportunity with Crisis. If she was, if she I had know, been up early, I'm torn. yeah, it's like, just maybe... like, oh, reality changed. Whatever, we're moving on. <laughs> so you think that they should just literally never say anything? One of the things I hated most about Crisis, which I overall enjoyed, but something that bothered me every time they did it is whenever they lampshaded the fact that um, Kingdom Come Superman looked like the Atom. It's like, let's just have, it's the same actor, one Superman, one's Adam, don't acknowledge it. Let's just not even, and every time he was on screen, they're like, wait, you look like the Adam. And it's like, don't do that. That's stupid. Don't no, do I that. No, I like that stuff. I did too. I, like I don't know. I don't okay, know so then, then maybe they should acknowledge it. Maybe just a me thing. I think for me, it's just like, move on. Just like uh, have to make some kind of joke, like uh, like a la Aunt Viv, Fresh Prince. I'm just some thinking about kind that. Of something, yeah, like classic, something. Uh, like facial reconstruction after uh, like an accident. Like, oh no, Batwoman was beat in the face with a baseball <laughs> bat or something. And it's like she just and got back from facial reconstruction. Now she is six inches shorter and her different voice, a different <laughs> voice. But actually, there, there's a president for that on the show with the hush. Now you know what I mean. Like that whole facial reconstruction thing works. Do you guys have like? Picks. I know, Sam. You were telling me about an actress that could fit as Batwoman that people were banding about online. Do you? Do you guys have like a preferred replacement? Yeah, I'm gonna mm-hmm. go ahead and make sure I double check who that actress is. I have one, I Roxy. Um, so she comes from. She's a friend of mine, but she comes from. She was an AfterBuzz host, and then she's now a superstar with the WWE. She is the first openly lesbian uh, superstar in the WWE, and she has thrown her name into the ring. Her name is Sonya Deville in the WWE. Uh, but her real life name is Daria Baronetto, and she is really, really perfect for this. Um, she's buff like crazy, but like, you know, so could do all of her own stunts, but is a really yeah. strong actress. She is the one who's cutting the best promos right now. We actually have the same acting coach as well. And nice. I know that she's been training and training. Sean Whalen, shout out to you. Um, but I think that she would be great. And I know that they said that they want an up and comer. Um, they somebody who's an unknown. I don't know if she counts as an unknown because obviously she has a little bit of a following, but an unknown maybe in this world. Yeah. And she is a proud member of the LGBTQ plus community. So I think she'd be a great fit. Um, I know there's ways that I can show pictures of things. I just I'll looked her that. up. Yeah, I just I, I just looked her up. She looks like she could be a good fit. She would be a very good I also, fit. I also like that we want to know we want somebody that's not going to leave us for the Meg too. <laughs> yes, and also we know for a fact that she can put in. I like somebody from the WWE who can act because you know they can put in the hours because there is no harder job mm-hmm. than being in the WWE. It is legitimately like the most hours and you are working 365 days a year and uh, you get no breaks and you get no holidays. Mm-hmm. So there's no way that it's going to be an overwhelming schedule for somebody like that. Um, Sam, who is your, who is your person? Do you know? I, so I was trying to, it, it popped up, it put, no, no, no. It, it popped up on Instagram a couple times. Uh, but actually I found a, a list that screen rant did uh, that I can just kind of look at as well. Also, I know we saw uh, Stephanie Beatrice from Brooklyn nine, nine threw her hat in the ring. And I, I just, I like her a lot. So I would. Oh yeah. My she's brother a was saying things. that was his pick for me. She's a perfect yeah. Renee Montoya. If they ever want to do mm-hmm. remain, she'd be my A number one pick for Renee Montoya. Uh, I did. I don't know who where my Grim fans are at, <laughs> but if you're in the chat, please sound off if you miss Grim. But uh, Atlas Jacqueline Taboni 
Tabani? Taboni. Uh, she played uh, another Grim that showed up, another like monster hunter that showed up in like season three, I think. They wanted to have more people who can see the monsters and hunt them together and uh, with the main the main lead guy. But she's really good. She's a really strong presence and she turns into like such a badass as the show progresses. I think she'd be really good. And she's kind of in that like TV realm where I think that they were kind of setting up I don't know if this was on purpose, Wait, but what called... is her name? Atlas? Jacqueline. Oh, Jacqueline. Jacqueline, <laughs> Jacqueline oh. Taboni. T O B O N I. Oh, I think I saw her recently on something. Um, wait, was I think grim? she was on the show I was just talking about. Was it Grim? No, never have I ever. I think that she was on that. You yeah, tell I think me. she's great. I really like her. Uh, and she is a, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess Grim is an older older show now it's not the oldest but um uh, i still think she's in like the age range to play a character like this and um i i'll be honest i don't know when it comes to her sexual orientation i don't know uh so that would be up to the, the you guys at home to do the googling for but um isn't it I, I make think... you feel so icky when you yep. have to google that about somebody mm-hmm. like yeah. i don't even know how to type that in and are even you, being like hey clear? you guys figure it out yeah <laughs> Um, well, speaking of, I think uh, she's a really strong actress, and I think she would do a good job in a CW DC role like this. And she seems, from the interviews I've seen and the role she's played so far, she's got an action like uh, action adventure background, and I think she would be very strong in this role. Speaking I of put somebody her up on here for you guys to check out. Uh, also, she's not who I was thinking she was, but here are the names that we've thrown out so far, or the people. Um, all of them look fierce and fabulous so let's go we also have a suggestion in uh, the discord from thierry fournier who says olivia thurlby from dread uh, 2012 uh would be perfect new batwoman oh. the actress is a bisexual jewish actress um that we know Ooh, can kick ass Jews. and and of course in in uh the comics uh batwoman is jewish and also i'm a big fan of dread from 2012 so yes please um, you guys, i know we've talked about this a little bit but steven summers says did ruby kill her career i guess just a quick yes or no from you guys do you no. feel like she killed her career no i don't think so i, don't think, I, so I think get give her like a little sabbatical for a second while we're all quarantined up but she's she'll be she'll be fine i think she'll be uh, fine uh, also Oh yeah, go ahead, DJ. Yeah, I, I also think if she'd been like fired, that's different. The, yeah. the I think this is portrayed in a light that it just wasn't a good fit. So, and Rainer says, "Pull Iron Man two. Look, it's me. I'm here. Deal with it." For Batwoman, done. Yeah, that is the line that Don Cheadle says right when he shows up because we rewatched it recently. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's how they dealt with it." They were just like, "Can we just?" Tell the movie. And you know what? Maybe that's a good way. That's a good split the difference. It, it gives me a little bit of my like, hey, just let's just move on. But also lampshades it a little bit. So it's a little bit of the best of both worlds. Like we acknowledge it, but also we're moving forward. Address it, but then just move forward. Don't make it the running joke. Uh, F Rain, thank you for your support. Appreciate you. you, my friend. Um, also, I wanted to get to a couple more questions in here. And then, yes, the Snyder Cut, of course, we will be talking about it. But before we move on, any more final Ruby Rose thoughts from you guys? Mm, I, you know what? I hope she's okay. Like, that's awful to hear about, like, stunt accidents when it comes to, like, the PA uh, yeah, being, back. being paralyzed. That's awful. Yeah. And, and also Ruby getting hurt as well. Like, it when they were talking about the injury, I just kind of read up on, like, what exactly happened. And it's just... It's just awful. And like, I know there's a lot of stress now, not just because of the quarantine, but on this show to have to like adapt uh, yeah. to a new season and, and what that's going to look like exactly. But you know what? Uh, wish the best to both parties. Uh, yeah. It seems like they're okay. So, 
DJ, you too? Yeah, same. All right, great. Um, moving to a couple other questions that are going on in here, guys. We're going all over the board today. Some strange things happen. And Weston Ira says, hashtag Sadoxy. Uh, that's, I guess, all three of our together ship name. All right. Very good. Sam, Sam DJ, Roxy. Great. Hashtag Sadoxy is the biggest crossover since the Avengers tangled with the X-Peeps. Do you believe... Oh, this is kind of leading into the Snyder Cut. Do you believe the Snyder Cut is better off being made and released as it's going to be rather than back when it was originally made? Um, also, rip Hana Kimura. I don't know who Hana Kimura is, um, but Snyder Cut. Oh, uh, there was the what? I wasn't. Never mind. Sorry. Never mind. <laughs> you thought you knew who Rip was, the, but we don't know who we're yeah. resting in peace for. Is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm. Um, so. I guess then let's jump into this with Weston's question about the Snyder Cut. Do we think that the Snyder Cut is better off being made and released as it's going to be rather than when it was originally being made? DJ? Uh, yeah. Hanukkah was the, it was a Japanese uh, wrestling star that uh, passed away just oh, today, yes, I, I as of, saw that as of this recording. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. So that's what he's, he's referencing there. Um, yeah. DJ, what do you think? Uh, Snyder Cut, better off being made and released as it's going to be, or would it have been better if we had seen it originally? I think the Snyder Cut will receive better, will probably, if it, if it receives good press, it will receive it better now than it would have at the time. Because at the time, it just would have been another Zack Snyder DC movie and would have carried the baggage of, um, of what that that franchise was already uh, handling. Right. Now it is being compared to Justice League, which fairly or not um, has been kind of uh, thrown in the dumpster. And so I think it, even even if it's not a good movie, just because of popular perception of Justice League, it will probably compare better. Sam, what do you think? Uh, a lot of nods from you during that. Mm-hmm. I want to make it sure it look like I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Active listening. Like, mm-hmm. like my like my wife, I didn't cut out for a second. I just went, mm-hmm. hopefully they can see me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so it, it sorry to to reiterate this is it will it be better or the well, is point? it is it better that it's being released now than if we had just originally seen a Snyder cut? Uh yeah, no, I, I gotta back up my boy dj uh there is now there is a the build up to it and even though i in look, look i enjoy justice league i'm not gonna go to bat for it i don't care enough <laughs> i don't care i'm gonna I mean, go to bat woman for it oh to bat fleck for it <laughs> oh. uh no it's just like uh, uh it, it's just interesting. It's it's something very different that you haven't really seen before. I mean, now there's kind of a precedent with fans uh, speaking out mm-hmm. to put it very positively about a movie, like with Sonic and um, other films. Uh, so there's just it, it's just interesting now. It's got a it's got a hook outside of it being the first Justice League movie where you see Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and Flash and Aquaman and Cyborg together. It's it's more about seeing this specific version of that film i think it is this like the most popular like director's cut that's ever been that's going to be released it you know feels I mean? that way it does feel that way i don't know that that's the case because we've only lived our our lives in the way that we've lived them <laughs> but to me it, it seems that way and i think that the interesting news that came out today maybe 
um, is about the fact that we knew that they were giving 20 to $30 million for this cut to be finished, for it to be released in 2021. However, today I read that that money is to be used for post-production only. We will not be doing reshoots with any of the main cast members. So this is for special effects, etc. DJ, Mm -hmm. thoughts on that? I mean, if you're going to do it, it makes sense because you can't do... Remember, so uh, I think it's safe to say that Avengers Endgame was incredibly well-received. And then they released, it went back to theaters with a new scene and everybody was excited about the new scene. And they even said the new scene is a scene with Hulk with unfinished effects. It's just to give you an idea of what was in, they they spelled it out in front of a movie that everybody loved and then people saw it and they, they ripped it to shreds. So now we're talking about a movie that is not as universally loved. And so if they come out with the Snyder cut and it's not like, polished finished looking then that whole snyder cut crowd is just going to continue to bitch and moan that we still haven't seen the quote-unquote true snyder cut but and if there's one positive thing we can get out out of this is that hopefully the snyder cut crowd will shut the fuck up (laughs) okay but let me let me ask you this and maybe i'm ignorant and maybe i wish i was more in the movie space than i was but $30 $30 million yeah, seems like a, a of lot of millions. With yeah. no yeah. actors attached to that, that's just going to a VFX <laughs> budget. That's yeah. a lot. You could that's do a lot, lot right? That. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, that's more than a lot of movies' entire budgets. Like the whole movie mm-hmm. has, I mean, come on. That is so much money. Um, I, I don't think any of us thought when they announced the 20 to $30 million that this was all for effects after but you guys heard about the screening he did at his house the black and white screening that snyder had done yeah something along Um, those lines yeah he he screened it for hbo warner brothers and all these people and that's how they signed off and um they must have thought okay the only thing this needs is 30 million 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 more dollars Just a me. Honestly, we could get it done with just thirty million. I know you guys usually do fifty, but thirty we can get it. Done. Yeah, yeah, we can we can knock it out of the park for thirty million. That's crazy. Uh, there's Steven, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Say what you're gonna say. Steven says, "Does the Snyder Cut mean we will get Batflick back?" Um, so yes, in terms of the fact that he will be in it. No, in terms of the fact that he won't be coming to film it right yeah, well not that not only will he not be coming to film it if the question is supposed to be is will we get more batfleck movies no no oh, Batfleck back in the future no. yeah like like maybe robert pattinson no. no also robert pattinson's gonna be a great batman come on by the way i i would love if some of that money one fix superman's face just fix his face you can fix you have yeah. money now that. you can fix it danny yeah boy danny boy yes, yes. that's fix yeah Cavill's 30 million face. you could easily fix his face um by the way the uh corridor crew does a really good breakdown of why in that cell phone footage it had to be so much of his face reconstructed yeah. because of the way muscles move on your face and you can't just like blur this and yeah it wouldn't make the rest of it work anyways worth checking out if you're interested in how that turned out the way that it did but um i i would love to see Ben Affleck's Batman just slowly start to morph into Robert Pattinson's Batman as the movie progresses. It's like the key scenes, that's Ben Affleck. Yeah, you yeah. can't get around that. And when he's in the bat suit, that's him. But when he's like out and about, it's like uh when they I just saw a uh photo like a deep fake of the Kingdom Come Superman from Christ on Infinite Earths, but with Christopher Reeve's face on it. And I was like, Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, just do that with Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. 
blurring the lines. We can kind of we it will now in people's brains it will be Robert Pattinson. Yeah, he's gonna there's gonna, they're gonna add one scene where uh, Ben Affleck's like, you know, when I was younger, and he lifts up a picture and it's Robert Pattinson for some reason. <laughs> what are you guys hoping for? Do you hope that this is a six hour movie? Do you hope that this is a uh, mini a mini series? Do you hope that this is a three hour? Like, what are you hoping that HBO Max is actually releasing? Ooh, I'm gonna be honest. Someone, so I think I heard the six hour. I heard the four hour, and then I heard the six hour series or or whatever the installments, whatever they yeah. want to call it. But uh, I would um, personally, I wouldn't mind. I think it's actually kind of interesting if they did it as installments. Uh, I think you could kind of build some hype with it, and you could have kind of episodic interest in it. Uh, but also, just also, I don't think it's fair to make someone sit down for four hours to watch something. That's that's a little mean. It's not a documentary. We can't. We got to be able to walk also, away from this. Also, I, maybe you guys are different from me. Can you think about a single Zack Snyder movie that you like loved? That you were like, oh, this movie is way for me, and I'm way into it. I, it might be the wrong person to ask because there are people that do like love three hundred. Yeah. Yeah, the the thing for me is I like Zack Snyder, the person, better yes. than I might like some of his work. Like I I think that he is from every interview and every interaction that people have been talking about. I think that he's very, uh, he just seems like a great positive light, and I like that. But yeah. you guys know I was not a, a fan of Man of Steel, which is the one that people seem to be a fan of if you're going to be a fan. I'm a pretty big Watchmen person. I I really do love that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I think he does such a beautiful job in general. He just, is, everything's so pretty and beautiful. Everything visually looks cool. Yes, yeah. um, but would I say he is my number one favorite director? That's not the words. Maybe that would come out. That you'd be willing to sit down and watch an eight-hour, eight-part, whatever, whatever. That uh, would be a little tough. A little tough. I, I don't know. I I hope it's something. I hope it's whatever that just help helps us move on as a society. Because I'm I'm going to be honest. I like Justice League. I think I think it's a perfectly fine movie. I think it's yeah. as good. Is any of like the mid tier Marvel movies? Um, you know, some there's uh, some wonky CGI stuff. But if we're being honest, there's wonky CGI stuff in Black Panther. There's wonky yeah. CGI stuff in, in Infinity War. You know what I mean? Like, and not that that one justifies the other or any of that stuff. But I hear you though. But for for me, that's not as much a, of a deal breaker. And by the way, I'm not saying Justice League is Black Panther. I think I I like Black Panther more than Justice League. But I also like. Justice League, I, I like that movie, and I think the stuff that I liked about it, I liked that Batman had a personality. I didn't, it didn't seem like his ass was puckered the entire time. He was able to communicate with people. I liked that. I liked that, like we spent time really emphasizing what Superman meant to people. I don't know if the two previous movies laid the groundwork for that, but I appreciated what we did. Um, so I don't know what this movie could provide. Like there was just a report today. Uh, I'm pulling this from Scream Rant. I don't know where they got it from, but actor Ray Porter has confirmed that he plays Dark Side in the Dark movie. Dark Side, yeah, I saw and that. That was know, on that was on Twitter, DJ. So he tweeted out. Yeah. Uh, did you have you been looking at this? No, you haven't seen the tweet. And okay. also, if you don't know who Ray Porter is, he I know him as a very very minor role on Justified. So I, I like th- does that excite people that like it's not like Harvey R. Bardem is Dark Side. It's Ray Porter. Like I don't know. I but then again, I'm not the right person. None this I never cared about the Snyder cut. I never cared. I never felt like. 
like I needed it. The I think only it's more th- about dark side than it is about Ray Porter. Yeah, I guess so. But like, wouldn't you want somebody cool to be dark side? Like, not nothing I mean, against Ray did. Porter. Nothing against Ray Porter. He's a perfectly fine yeah. actor. DJ, I saw his tweet yesterday and. I tweeted, I don't know if you guys saw this, but pretty much mimicking exactly what he tweeted. But mm-hmm. I said, so much amazing release the Snyder Cut news coming to light because I've finally been given permission by no one but myself. Yeah. Hi, I'm Roxy, and I played Killer Frost in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. What a career-defining moment it was. Can't wait to see myself on HBO Max. Ooh, that did not go over well. <laughs> it did really? Not, yeah. Everybody congratulating me. My brother. Oh, oh. <laughs> so it did go over well. Yeah. <laughs> so it did go. I thought people were going to be mad at you. So then no, I had to put out great. a tweet saying I'm incredibly flattered uh, that you guys thought I was capable of this, but I am not Killer Frost. <laughs> um, people were not happy that I did that. They were people, like, why are you trolling us like this? I thought it was funny. Dude, this this Snyder Cut crowd does not mess around. No, I, I made a tweet play. that I was like, hey, maybe now we can all move on. And I was getting tweets as if as if they were family members of Zack Snyder. Like, I how know. dare you? But, and it's like, you don't know this person. He's done, I, it blows my mind how much the internet will come to the defense of people that they do not know, have done nothing tangible to benefit their lives. Like, it's like, this person doesn't mean anything to you. You I, like some of their movies. I I'm would ne- super pro the Snyder Cut, and I'm really happy that we're getting it. I was not always on board because I don't feel like we are allowed to be as entitled as some people have been about demanding certain cuts of movies. Yeah. But I am I am for this, and I was especially for it when they ended up raising hundreds of thousands of dollars for suicide prevention and there were so many causes that got involved uh so many companies uh subway and etc who got involved with raising money so Wait, i'm i'm subway for got a... involved with the snyder cut yes they're an official sponsor that? sam where do you think that 30 million dollars is coming from they, from meatball subs <laughs> they, they had like a whole sub situation and they were giving a ton of money and food and all this stuff for uh all towards suicide prevention obviously in honor of uh zach snyder's familial situation but you know i agree with you dj that the the thing that's happened since is people who are getting the Snyder Cut, who have been fighting for the Snyder Cut, are now saying, ha-ha, told you all so, you all suck, apologize to us bitches. And it's like, how about you say like, well, I'm so excited for this movie I've been fighting yeah. for for so many years. It's so great. Thank you. No, okay. Thank you. And I will say, because I have voiced some opposition to the Snyder Cut crowd, and wow, did they turn fast. It yeah. was the same thing when I said that I liked The Last Jedi, and people lost their, yeah. lost their minds too. in ways that was like, you guys know that you're not the good guys in this situation, <laughs> right? It, it, I will, Roxy, I do agree. Raising money for suicide prevention, that is very noble, and is very sweet that they did that. And right. they did it in the name of uh, Zack Snyder's daughter, and for Zack Snyder, I think that is very sweet. I do think it's very telling, though, like you said, that as soon as the news came out that they were getting the Snyder Cut, that's how they behaved. So yeah. it's like it, it's I think it's very telling of, of of the true intentions. But that's not I can't discount the good that they did on behalf on behalf of this of this cut of this movie. And I think it it, it is it, they have made this situation very complicated. It's It's reached a point for me, at least, that I have to kind of just go. Yeah, you know, no it's just like I, I, we are of course going to watch this, and I, I'm at least like curious because I like Ray Fisher as Cyborg. Me there too. are elements of like the Flash scenes that I liked, um, and, and I want to see like Superman and all of them together. Like Aquaman in that movie was really cool, and also he has the Wait, older costume. Just, 
You just mentioned Flash, and I have uh, I want to get to that. Mm-hmm. By the way, Eric Kern says he was done filming in the, and in four months of post production when he was let go. Um, true, but going to the Flash thing you just said, we have seen the footage of Ezra Miller choking a girl and and bringing her to the ground. Mm-hmm. This has not been addressed by Warner Brothers. This has not been addressed by publicists. Nobody has said anything. What are we going to do? We're just going to release the Snyder Cut in which Ezra Miller is in it and never say anything about the fact that we watched him take a woman fan and bring her to the ground? Like- well, I, I, uh, it's, uh, the think it was, it, correct me on this, Roxy. I think when I read about it, cause like it's, it's not, it's bad. It's bad. Um, but it was that he was being harassed by fans or that's what the story yeah, at, a bar and- at a bar in Iceland or something. And, and then and he, he like, throttled her yes. <laughs> it was like a, he yes. was like big overreaction and wrong he is in the wrong by the way yeah I need to say that I need to get that out there um, uh yes you are right sam what's it wait what's what's that uh what's that guy's name that was in that um movie the sean penn movie where he goes out in the wilderness and gets himself killed because he's an idiot emil hirsch uh emil hirsch. Emil yeah. hirsch i mean like he attacked a woman and he's still in movies and shit like that i think we'll do what we always do and just kind of like Pretend that it didn't happen. But I do think this transitions into a question I have for you guys. Yes. Um, uh, that I think plays into that. Danny Boy from the Discord. Hypothetical. Let's say the Snyder Cut is amazing. What positive effects come from it? Do you see a cyborg movie being made? Question. And and I think that pertains to what you were saying, Roxy, because I think of the three of us, you were the most vocal of not loving Ezra Miller's Flash. But then yes. I think we all had the same reaction when we saw Ezra Miller in Crisis of Infinite Earths that seeing our Barry basically give permission to that Barry to exist made us made like him more. Good. Yeah, yes. And, and I would think that could be a positive that we see from Justice League because obviously Robert Pattinson's Batman now, but as far as Ezra Miller's Flash and maybe Ray Fisher's Cyborg, maybe if this does well, this adds a, more, a little bit more heat to that fire and into this specific case kind of uh, puts that other fire, if not out, into the back of people's minds so they don't think about it. I mean, initially when we announced our slate, I'm pretty sure that Cyborg was announced for either a 2019 or 2020 movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> obviously that's not taking place, but do I think Ray Fisher makes an amazing Cyborg? Yes. Agreed. But I love some kind of cyborg movie, maybe even a cyborg flash movie. Yes. Uh, maybe a cyborg that? HBO Max special? Special, something like that. Yes. Do I see that happening in the next year? For sure not. <laughs> um, so, you know, I do I do think they had plans with Ray Fisher. And then I think that they didn't have plans. And that's how we started to see him in um, True Detective. And yeah. he's great been, in that show, by he, the way. Yeah, he's yeah. excellent, but I think a lot of these actors were no longer even on hold because they had no intention of using him yeah. for years. Yeah, so I, you know, with uh, after Aquaman came out and uh, with the success of the Shazam and stuff, I think there's some room for like maybe you do like a new post credit scene for the Snyder Cut with like Shazam or other characters, or you tease like a, a follow up, and I think you could actually reignite like. That we can't say that the DC movies aren't popular. Like Wonder Woman 2 is coming out. You have Shazam 2. You have Black Adam. You've got uh, Aquaman 2 or the Trench spinoff being developed. There's like a lot of movies that are yeah. still being in development that people are going to watch and they're going to make billions of dollars. But I think it, it just doesn't feel like there's like a lot of forward momentum in terms of excitement for these movies as a connected like story. Yeah. And I think this could be a nice little shove 
for whoever takes over next, whoever makes the next movie. And I, and that, that would be cool to see. Yeah. Uh, DJ, any other Snyder cut thoughts, uh, comments, discord things that we want to get to? I, Cause I do have some other things that I want to talk to you guys about before I let you go. Yeah. Let's move on you. to those. I do have one question and you guys don't need to answer. Cause I don't know how we're supposed to know, but I do wonder, and I'm going to wonder out loud, kind of the opposite of Danny boy's question. If the movie sucks, Will the Zach will the Snyder Cut crowd be able to admit it? No, no, no. <laughs> this movie already has a ninety-seven percent audience score. Cool, perfect. I, that's not really true, but that is true. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't. Yeah, I, I. It's going to be the studio's fault, and it'll be something mm-hmm. else. And Joss Whedon snuck happened. in before they. What if? What if the, they're like, okay, we're dropping the Snyder Cut, and the thing that goes online is just Justice League again? It's just, it's just the Justice League we got. That'd be crazy. That would be crazy, and people are don't even notice, and they're like, "This Snyder cut's amazing." So much better. They they so change the better. they change the filters on things, so it's a little bit darker and harder to see. They're like, oh, it's so cool. Um. All right. So moving forward to a couple of these things, nerding out with some of the people in the Patreon, Glenn Caesar said hello roxy sam and dj happy saturday it's great to have a reunion for super tv showdown and thanks for joining roxy and virtually hanging out with us today hashtag rockstars band hashtag boy people this question is for sam and dj in a survivor series style eight person elimination match between team avatar ang sun tenzin tof katara and zuko and team dc cyclone maxine hunkle Terra slash uh, Terra Markov slash uh, Killer Frost Heatwave McRory. Which team wins and who survives? Also, <laughs> which eliminated power bending style would you choose? Water, ice, air, fire, and earth. I, These questions are I, so detailed. Can I tell you guys okay. that I don't understand anything that just happened? So I think okay. what happened, uh, Sam, help me out here. I think what happened was the idea was Team Avatar versus Team DC. And on Team DC, they tried to find characters that matched the Team Avatar's powers. Because that's yes. the only situation I could see Maxine Hunkel coming up. Yeah, no, that's never, that character's been gone for 60 to 80 years. Yeah. Uh, I'll say I think team. I think team Avatar. Also, great that you said Toph. Uh The character is Toph, and the, and she's great. Who's, I'm not. That's Toph? not knocking it. Toph, <laughs> uh, not knocking you, but uh, it is a very good question. I would go for Team Avatar just because the battles I've seen on screen with those characters have been unbelievably emotionally impactful yes. and just awesome. And I don't think I've ever seen Toph lose because I just don't think she can. Yeah, I, I, don't. I agree with Sam. Uh, and if it, uh, who survives uh, last man standing, it would be Toph. I feel like even throwing Toph on any team, you're just like, well, they're probably going to win. Yeah, and also yeah. also maybe Zuko just because of my undying love for that character. Can you no, talk about the water, ice, air, earth, or fire aspect of this? So in uh, Avatar, the, the premise is people in that world have elemental abilities uh, based on water, earth, fire, or air. And then some of those people's abilities, so if you're a waterbender, sometimes you can also bend ice. So I think so that's that, which one do you guys? He wants to know which one do you choose to bend? To bend? Oh, easy! Uh, I'm going to be a waterbender for sure. Because also yeah, duh, we see duh. In, duh. Uh, also on my Instagram, I posted someone when we were doing a review show for Legend of Korra, the spinoff from Avatar. Someone did uh, us as benders, which was really cool. So yeah. I uh, I waterbending because you can make ice, you can make steam. 
at some point you can control plants because there's water in them. And the scary one is bloodbending. Yeah. People can control people's bodies. And that I don't want to do that because the bad, bad guys do that the one. The bad guys do that one. I'm going to bloodbend. If I could pick, I would pick fire. I do remember when um, uh, our boy, I think it's Anthony Rosario, right, who did The Art of Us. Um, I think at the time, cause we did that show with Raina and she got to be a firebender and I was an earthbender, but the uh, caveat I was able to, uh, give was like, maybe I can be a lava bender. Wink. Yes. Split the diff a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, if I had to choose to be firebending cause that, that shit's cool. Wow. Uh, the strange questions are continuing. Sugar gum in the stream labs, uh, says the list of men hitting up your dad rocks are currently Ellis for your hand in marriage. Koi for Boston bonding and DJ for Kill Bill commentary. Yeah. And my dad, my dad has a lot of different interests that comes up on the show often. Uh, nice. Can we ever expect an only stupid answers uh, to take a whirl at something with the world girls? So we've been doing this thing called the world girls on my stream with uh, Darina, Steph and myself, and we give things a whirl and we're starting to bring guests on to give things a whirl slash judge us giving things a whirl. So definitely I have to th- figure out what we would give a whirl with you guys. Um, it'd have to be something that we had never tried before. So I'll keep you guys posted, but if you have ideas, let me know. Fire spinning. Fire spinning for sure. Yeah. Something there with it is. that. Something with that. Something what safe like that. <laughs> something safe that nobody could get hurt. Glenn Caesar said, thanks for doing this, uh, Roxy, Sam, and DJ. What a fun way to spend a Saturday with our own Supergirl, Green Arrow, and The Flash. I know y'all are crazy busy, but could we get a Super TV Showdown reunion like this maybe once every two or three months or so? I definitely think we could make that happen. I think so too. We could do it. We have I the technology. That. That's true. Yeah. We're the Zoom Zoomer I mean, generation. Now, now's a bad time to to do it because all their shows are off the air. That's true. So this is when we would go on hiatus anyway. And as I think I've discussed with both of you, I also have not watched a single one of those shows since we stopped Super TV. <laughs> Maybe we make our own shows, and that's what we give a whirl i've been Ooh. trying and they won't I've these won't trying. come back until 2021 so we've got a whole chunk of a year until anything happens. who knows so super tv might come back by then <laughs> uh that's very true guys anything else going on on your end before we get out to here yes uh please go uh follow me on twitter at sam basher because now that avatar the last airbender that's the sh- uh, at roxy which you should check out uh since it's available now uh, for people to watch, at least in the U.S., I'm going to be revisiting it with uh, a special guest. We're locking it in. Who and is I do it? What show... is it? Tell us. Well it's, well, it's called One More Time, and you can subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts and also my YouTube channel and everything. I'm just trying to put it everywhere I can. Uh, but I, it's revisiting yeah. the show, and I'm going to be revisiting it with someone who has not watched it. Perfect. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what they think because I want to do that show again. And also that show... Avatar: The Last Airbender just is, is pretty perfect. Uh, it's got a few. It's got like one or two okay episodes, but overall, yeah. it's like very, very solid all the way through. Agreed. So very excited. Go check that out. Should I do it? Yes. You should join in, Ro- yes. Roxy. You didn't know you're the uh, guest on a show. Guess who I was talking about? I was yeah. going to ask you after we were done. Ooh, I'm. Uh, well, I we found out I am a firebender. So so there it is. See, there once again, is. I gotta be an earthbender. Uh, I know. Thank you to Jake for throwing up all these links. But as I'm showing you guys where you can find the only st- stupid answer to boy people, DJ, where are you? What are you? Who are you? you can, how are you? Yeah, you can follow me at DJ Talks Trash every place that matters. Uh, I've been kind of at my writing cave recently, so not as not as many posts. But um, uh, hopefully you'll be seeing new stuff soon. I'm kind of trying to use this um, whole 
world situation uh, to do creative things that will hopefully pay off when things are allowed to pay off again. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. Uh, all right, guys. I'm Roxy Stryer. You can find me at Roxy Stryer. I don't want to let my boy people go. But uh, now, based on Glenn Caesar, we're going to be doing this every two to three months with or without the shows. <laughs> uh, apparently, there's news anyway to talk about. Sam, DJ, round of applause for you guys at home. Thank you. Round of applause for Roxy. Thank you, Roxy. Yeah, so if you're on the flip side of this, listening to uh, the Only Stupid Answers podcast, check out Roxy at Roxy Stryer and Woo-hoo. follow her live at the Roxy for other cool shows and conversations like this with weirdly complicated questions. Uh, yes. yes. So <laughs> detailed, so detailed. But you can follow uh, our podcast at Only Stupid Answers. Yank out the vowels from stupid on Twitter. Are you the rudest person on the planet, Sam? No. Are you the rudest person <laughs> wait, wait, on the wait, planet? Wait, wait, rewind, rewind. Let's try this again. You can follow us at Only Stupid Answers. Yank out the vowels from stupid. Thank yeah. you, Roxy, for jumping in that on the first time. We didn't have to do it a second time. We did it the first time perfectly. Yes, edit, um, edit. Yank out the vowels from stupid. Glenn Caesar even said <laughs> Sorry, it. Sorry, there was a delay on those, my end. You, there was you a wouldn't delay. let us even have it, Sam. It's just so mean. And we'll, okay, uh, we'll do it again. Yank out the vowels. vowels. Yank out the vowels from stupid. There from we go. Stupid. I'm glad I was in it on. I was in on the joke. There's a little <laughs> delay on my end. Hopefully, it isn't messing up the show too bad. And then you don't even understand okay. how much I've been waiting for that moment. It's just like you ripped my. Well, we're gonna be doing it too every two months anyway and then uh or you can listen to new podcasts every monday we drop new episodes and we've been doing reviews of harley quinn and star girl and all the dc universe shows at youtube.com slash only stupid answers that one keep the vowels in the stupid yes that one the just, vowels stay right place where them, they are place them right there yeah. uh sam yeats this is almost true sam cheats this is definitely true uh and dj is the best that's how you know all those things all right guys uh, i'll see you tomorrow live at the roxy 1 p.m they'll see you when's your next stream guys uh, uh mm. just follow us new videos coming out mondays and fridays on youtube.com slash only stupid answers yeah j- just follow we'll us at now. only stupid answers Yank out the vowels from stupid. Oh, sorry. I stepped on Roxy. Right. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I stepped on Roxy. Nope. You, you, yep. You blew it. Okay. Bye. Bye. bye, 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 bye. Out the vowels from stupid. <laughs>